On episode 372 of Nintendo Switchcraft, more Joy-Con drift news, Mario Maker gets an update, Super Mega Baseball 2, and more on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Stick around. Hi, this is Joshua from New Brockton, Alabama, and you're listening to Nintendo Switchcraft. Brought to you live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. Tune in live over at twitch.tv slash run, jump, stomp. This episode of Switchcraft is made possible by patrons like Charles K. Get Switchcraft and my other content ad-free for as little as a dollar by joining us over at patreon.com slash run, jump, stomp. If you want to leave a voicemail like the one you heard at the top of the show, head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash voicemail from any device, and I may even play it on the show. Uh, quick housekeeping stuff. I'm going to keep bringing this up because it is very, very important. You can nominate Nintendo Switchcraft for a podcast award by heading on over to the podcast. I'm sorry, to podcastawards.com. That is podcastawards.com. And you can sign up to nominate Nintendo Switchcraft. We uh, got nominated last year and it would be amazing if we got nominated this year as well. Uh, And the way it works is the top 10 uh, podcasts that are that get the most nominations those are the ones that are considered for a reward or an award uh vacation i'm going out of town starting on sunday so that means next week there may or well, there definitely won't be any live shows there definitely won't be any youtube videos uh there may still be podcasts in your feed because i can record those from my phone easily um you know just just uh Tune in and and maybe we'll maybe we'll have some some stuff for you. Uh, I tonight I am recording an episode of Breaking the Panel. Where we're going to be talking about all of the stuff that has to do with Comic Con. So if that is that is your jam, make sure you check those guys out. All right, let's talk about Nintendo stuff. Uh, in fact, I I feel like I've been talking about nothing but this for a very very long time, and that is the Joy-Con drift. And I've been talking about it um, for many, many episodes because I was experiencing it. I tried to fix it myself. That didn't go very well. Uh, A listener reached out and said, hey, I can fix it for you. I sent it to him. They fixed it, um, which is awesome. Uh, But really, that shouldn't be something that should have to happen. Nintendo should take care of this for you. And up until recently... Well, Nintendo has been silent on it. So let's start with Nintendo finally responded to Kotaku. There was a big article on Kotaku uh, talking about, um, you know, the fact that we are experiencing this Joy-Con drift stuff and people are very, very irritated by this and we're getting lots of reports of this. So Nintendo, uh, you got to respond. And Nintendo was radio silence for a while, but they have finally gotten back to Kotaku. Uh, this is their response. And I want to put their their response in quotes because it's not much of a response. They said, At Nintendo, we take great pride in creating quality products and we are continuously making improvements to them. We are aware of recent reports that some Joy-Con controllers are not responding correctly. We want our consumers to have fun with the Nintendo Switch. And if anything falls short of this goal... 
we always encourage them to visit support.nintendo.com so we can help. So did they respond? Technically, they responded, but they didn't really tell us anything. Uh, basically, they're saying, hey, if there's a problem with your Joy-Con, let us know. Okay, that's great. Now, there's going to be people who see this response and they're going to say, oh my God, Nintendo's there. That's a non-response. And because it's non-response, we got to get out our pitchforks. We got to get our torches. We got to storm the castle and scream at people. No, you don't. Nintendo is a publicly traded company. They, they, they have to respond this way. They have to respond in a very subdued manner. Anything that they, especially now that there's that class action lawsuit out there, they're not going to admit fault. And anybody who expects them to admit fault is probably a little, I don't know, myopic or um, you're short, you're short sighted. If you think that they're going to say, yeah, we screwed up. Should they? Yeah. But with a class action lawsuit out there, if they did, they'd automatically lose that that lawsuit. So there's no way that they're going to say, yep, that's totally our fault. Uh, We did a bad job designing it. So uh, what should they do? Well, they should just fix them for free. And the reason why I'm I'm talking about it today, because I wasn't going to, uh, I wasn't going to focus, sorry, I wasn't going to report on this response from Nintendo because it's not really a, a response. But then yesterday, uh, it was uh, Vice.com uh, leaked an internal memo from uh, Nintendo. And this instructs customer service to fix Joy-Con drift problems for free. Uh, this is this was given to Vice under the condition of anonymity, so we have no idea if this is true or not. However... Uh, various uh, outlets have contacted um, Nintendo and said, hey, uh, I've got Joy-Con Drift. Um, What can we do about it? Nintendo walked them through the steps on what you should do to fix it, like updating the firmware on your your Joy-Cons and making sure that you're running the latest hard uh, um, uh, software and uh, making sure that uh, it's all connected and docked right. And then... If that didn't work, then they said, okay, we will fix them for free. So it seems like this internal memo that has been leaked is true, but we certainly don't have any confirmation from it directly from Nintendo, and I don't think that we ever will. So here's what the uh, internal memo says. Again, this is from vice.com. It says, customers will no longer be requested to provide proof of purchase for Joy-Con repairs, the internal customer service details say. Additionally... It is not necessary to confirm warranty status. If a customer requests a refund for a previously paid Joy-Con repair, confirm the prior repair and then issue a refund. So what is this telling us? Okay, this is some pretty huge stuff. First off, no matter how old your Switch is, no matter how old your Joy-Cons are, if they are experiencing drift, if this memo is to be true, if they are experiencing drift, Nintendo will fix them for free. Doesn't matter if they're under warranty, doesn't matter when you bought them, they will fix them for free. If you already shelled out money, like you already sent in your Joy-Cons to have them fixed by Nintendo, you can call Nintendo and say, I want my money back, and they will issue that refund. 
after they verify that you actually paid them for uh, for having the Joy-Cons fixed. Uh, so I, I think that this is pretty huge uh, for Nintendo to do this. Is this admitting fault? No. This is saying if there's a problem, we'll fix it. But it's not admitting fault, and, and you can't expect Nintendo to admit fault when there's this class action lawsuit on the line. And by the way, for everybody who's who's like really excited about the class action lawsuit, keep in mind what you would end up getting. Prob- Let's say that this this lawsuit succeeds and Nintendo loses. You with me? Uh, what would we get? Well, we probably would all get like ten dollars worth of eShop money or some nonsense like that, or a check for ten dollars or something like that. And the lawyers would make. Giant piles of money. So uh, I don't know what people are hoping for from this Joy-Con thing or or from the Joy-Con lawsuit. But for me, what I what I am hoping is that this lawsuit, this class action lawsuit, is the thing that spurred Nintendo into action. Because look, I will praise Nintendo when they do something awesome. I will deride them when they drop the ball. And as far as the Joy Cons have gone. They've kind of been dropping the ball lately, and I'm happy that there is something to spur them into action because Nintendo is a company just like any other company. They don't do things because it's the, you know, puppy dogs and rainbows. They don't do things to uh, better humanity. They do things because it makes them money. That's what being a company is all about. And they're a publicly traded company. So if they don't do things to make money, then their shareholders can sue them. So it makes perfect sense why Nintendo would behave the way that they do. Do I agree with it? No, it would be wonderful if Nintendo said, oh man, we screwed up, let's fix it. These are the steps that we're going to use to fix it. But instead, they're going to be quiet. Uh, They're not issuing a recall um that would be a disaster for nintendo to have to issue a recall uh this is a much better solution for nintendo and if you want nintendo to keep making then you want nintendo to have a good solution for nintendo doing a full-on recall would cost them buckets of cash and that's cash that they can't use for research research and development that's cash they can't use to acquire video game uh studios that's cash they qu- they can't invest into making awesome games. Should they fix this problem? Absolutely. Should future Joy-Cons be designed in a way to stop this from happening? I believe so. Do I think that with the Nintendo Switch Lite that they will have this solved? God, I hope so. But I also want to point out that it's not just Nintendo who suffers from this problem. My son has a PS4. His PS4 has a drift issue with multiple PS4 controllers that we have purchased for him. Uh, In fact, he's on his third controller. Uh, The first two, like the original controller had the drift issue. I bought uh, two controllers for him for Christmas. And then one of them developed the drift issue. And now his third one is developing the drift issue as well. And, you know, I don't see anybody jumping up and down telling Sony that they need to fix this. I'm not sure why Nintendo is held to a different standard than all these other uh, gaming companies, but I don't know. Nintendo's not perfect, and I don't expect them to be perfect, but 
I do think that this is good, that this internal memo, if this internal memo is, is to be believed, I think that this is great news. Uh, call up Nintendo, get your refunds if you've already done it. If you're experiencing Joy-Con drift, call up Nintendo, get your Joy-Cons repaired for free. And then if it happens again, call them up again and complain. And the more that that happens, the more likely it is that we're going to get, um, you know, the Joy-Con issues fixed in the future. So uh, fingers crossed that, uh, that that this is all put behind us. And God, I hope I never have to talk about Joy-Con drift again. We all know that I will, though. Uh, okay, let's... Um, Let's do a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to uh, take a look at a bunch of Mario Maker 2 stuff. So stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Well, when Mario Maker 2 first came out, actually, let's go back to Mario Maker 1. When Mario Maker 1 first came out, and I'm doing this from memory because I didn't think to talk about Mario Maker 1 until this moment, um, you had, I think you could submit 10 courses to the course world. And as you submitted courses and people rated your courses, you would get stars. So if, uh, if people really liked your course, then you would get like three stars or something. And as you collected stars, you could then uh, not really use those stars to cash in to get more course uploads. But basically, uh, the more stars you had, the more course uploads you were allowed to do. What did this do? Well, it kind of ensured that the people who uh, make the courses that are the most popular are, are, are given more room to to grow to make better, even better courses. And I think that that was a pretty good system. Uh, and over time, it just kept increasing, which is great. Now, when Mario Maker 2 launched, uh, you were restricted to 32 courses. And they didn't have anything about whether or not they were going to increase this. But uh, it looks like we are now uh, getting this stuff increased. And uh, they actually doubled the upload limit. And this isn't just for people who are making the most popular courses. It's for everybody. Now, why did Nintendo start with having everybody limited to 32. And I think the reason why is to limit like the, 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 the terrible levels that people make. Like we, we've, especially streamers and um, other people who create content. One of the things that I did is I made a test level. You know, I just, and I know I was like, okay, how do I upload this? So then I, I hit a couple buttons and I uploaded it. You know what I mean? Like, I just wanted to see what it was like, how it worked so I could talk about it on the show. 
So I'm not the only person that did that. And we don't want thousands upon thousands upon thousands of these really, really lame linear test levels that that are not fun to play, where you just run to the right and you hit the flagpole. You know what I mean? Uh, so by limiting the number of levels that you can upload, Nintendo said, hey, maybe you don't want to upload that test level. Maybe you want to wait and make a better level and upload that because you only get so many slots. And I think that makes a lot of sense. However, as the game's been out for, I don't know, long enough so that we have our, over 2 million levels already, uh, you know, as the game has been out for a while now, um, people are hitting that limit. And that means even the best creators, uh, they, they get to that limit and they, they look and they're like, well, what am I supposed to do now? I got to go delete all of my other levels in order to make this new level. That sucks. That's not awesome. So, uh, Nintendo doubled the limit and now it's up to, uh, 64, which is very good. So is this the last time that, excuse me, is this the last time that we'll have this happen? I don't think so. I'm sure that it'll, it'll keep going up and we'll keep getting more as time goes on. Why does Nintendo keep a limit at all? I mean, once you get to 64 levels, why don't they just say everybody can have unlimited, uh, uploads? I'm not sure. I, I, I get the feeling that it has something to do with somebody who's far more creative than I will, will find a way to make Mario levels uh, automatically and just spam the system. Uh, just nonstop, here's another level, here's another level, here's another level. Uh, in, in an effort to break the system because some some, some men uh, just want to watch the world burn, you know? Uh, so I can see why they have an upload limit and having it at 64 seems pretty good. I, I hope that someday we're at 128 and then 512. And of course, we got to we gotta keep going up by those, uh, those, those, I can't even remember what the hell it is, you know, the megabytes, they go up by, you know, 2, 4, 8, 16, 32, 64, that kind of thing. Uh, so, you know, it's going to keep going up over time. And uh, I think that that's pretty good. My my iPad started responding to me. I don't know what it thought that I said that sounded like uh, the keyword, but I'm not going to repeat it. Um, we also got this tweet from, speaking of Mario, Mario Maker 2, uh, I, I love it when other companies do this. Uh, I think I've reported on a couple of these before. If not, I've at least dropped it in our uh, Discord channel uh, where uh, video game developers have used uh, Mario Maker 2 in order to make like something cool that's themed around there. Or I, I just love where video game developers are using Mario Maker 2 to make awesome levels, which is which is really, really cool. Uh, FDG Entertainment uh, posted this tweet the other day. They said, we made a Monster Boy level for Mario Maker 2. Please check it out. And uh, the if you go to the uh, the show notes, which is, this is episode 372 at runjumpstomp.com, you'll find a link in the show notes that takes you to the post that they have. I just think it's really cool when they do, when when other developers use Mario Maker to make something really, really cool. Uh, Fisto in chat says that Arby's, oh no, Dion07 says that Arby's did one and Fisto in chat is saying that they really liked the Arby's one. 
Uh, Dion is also saying that Wendy's did one as well, which is... That's so weird. I know Arby's has been really all over the social media stuff where, you know, they they like arrange things so that they look like some theme from a video game or something. And uh, I, I think that I, I think that that's pretty clever. And I love the idea. I'm going to have to check out the Arby's and Wendy's Mario Maker 2 levels. That's a game I have not played in about. Actually, I haven't played it at all since uh, my. Um, what's the um shoot? I can't think of the name of the damn game. Um, Dragon Quest Builders Two came out. Uh, just because I've been busy playing that, and then I started playing uh Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three, and I haven't gotten back to Super Mario Maker Two. But it's definitely it's a game that's going to be uh one of my top played ever. Uh, as time goes on, because you can always go back and have a quick uh, or a quick mario session because it's just incredibly fun uh okay so we got a bunch of feedback from people which is great i always love feedback uh i got an email from johnny link uh talking about the hori d-pad joy con and he even sent in a picture uh of uh, of course his dog which looks uh, adorable and i want to pet it and then you can see that he's got a red uh, Hori D-pad on the left, and then his regular green joystick, or, um, I'm sorry, Joy-Con on the right. And there was a whole bunch of stuff that he said about it. Uh, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he did include a TLDR. By the way, if you're going to send me an email, uh, runjumpstomp at gmail.com. And if you do send that, and it is a lengthy email, give me a TLDR so I can easily bring it on the show as well. Because if it's super long, I'm not going to include it on the show. It's just too much. Uh, But Johnny Link sent in a TLDR. He said, if you want a real D-pad for the Switch and you play in handheld mode often, buy this. Do not buy one as your main Joy-Con. Swap it out when needed. It looks cool, feels really good. Uh, It's cheap and well worth the price. I'm not a reviewer or an important person, just someone who loves video games. Johnny Link, I got to say... I've met a lot of people in my day and never in my life have I met somebody who was not an important person. So that is nonsense. You are important. And he goes on to say, I attached a picture of the Hori Joy-Con on my Switch and also a dog. I think it goes really well with the green. Also, thank you and your awesome wife for the drawstring bag. Um, If you are confused as to what the hell he's talking about, my wife has an Etsy shop, etsy.com slash shop slash run, jump, stomp. And if you go there, she has a bunch of video game related fabric stuff that she sews. And every once in a while, she makes a drawstring bag and they are one of a kind and you can't get there's only one she makes one and whoever buys it first is the one that has it she's made like three or four of them and they sell like instantaneously which is which is always fun and he bought one of them uh so back to the email he says i just got it today and it's so damn cool looks like it's great quality too i love the little pocket on the inside always got to have one of those thank you love your work well thank you very much johnny link you are awesome sir and i appreciate it uh, we got a, um, oh, by the way, those Joy-Con uh, with the D-pad is like 15 bucks. So I may even pull the trigger on it just so that I, so, just so that I can check it out myself because that's really cheap. And then I can talk about it on the show. 
All right. I got a tweet from Travis McGuire. Uh, they said, at Run, Jump, Stomp, I'm stuck on a purchase decision. You highly recommend Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, largely in part to the online multiplayer. Do you think that's because you played with Dazmi specifically, a friend, or could we get the same satisfaction playing with randos? Hashtag no friends. Hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft. All right, Travis McGuire. Here's my answer to that. First off, if you are looking for people to play the game with, you have to join the Discord. Uh, we've got like 500 people in the Discord server. And like I'm, I'm constantly... A lot of time, the thing I love most about the Discord server is there's constantly chatter in there, even when I'm not a part of it because I can't always participate in the conversation. But I'm always reading through and seeing what everybody's saying. And I know that there are people in the community that play together on a regular basis. So make sure that you join our Discord server, server over at runjumpstomp.com Discord. And then you've got friends to play with. However, let's say that you are averse to that and you don't want to join the Discord server uh, or you you just you just want to play with random people. I would say Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is very, very fun. Playing with randoms is not going to be anywhere near as fun as playing with friends. So I don't know that I would... If, if the online multiplayer is something that sounds cool, but you're just going to play with randoms, I don't think I would recommend it as much. That being said, I would probably say the same thing about just about every game that features online multiplayer if if i'm looking at a game for online multiplayer i don't care about playing with randos i always want to play with friends so i don't know i i, I can't recommend any game that plays with randoms as you know as the way that you want to play I, it's always better to play with friends so that's my answer to you i guess it's kind of a bad answer but um, maybe don't buy it then. Maybe buy something single player. I think maybe you'd enjoy that more. Uh, Leonard Strauss tweeted at me. They said at Run Jump Stomp scoffed at the uh, at the uh, I'm sorry scoffed at the rewind feature of Nintendo Switch Online, but it's the only reason Wart just croaked. Hashtag NES. Blah 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 blah. That bunch of hashtags. Hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft. Thank you for that. Um, uh, so that's a great uh point. Um. And I'm curious what you guys think about this. Using save states or rewind feature, does that count as finishing the game? And I say yes. I'm an old man. I do not have time to redo levels when I've gotten all the way up to the very end and died. And there's going to be people who think, well, that's lame, Bill. You're lame for beating the game that way. But guess what? As an old man, I have the unique ability to not really care what you think about how I finished a game. So uh, I'm going to say for Leonard Strauss, good for you, man. You finished a game, and that's awesome. And if the rewind feature made it so that you ended up enjoying that game more, then that's even better. To be fair, I think the rewind feature is a great feature I just would rather get Super Nintendo games. Uh, and by the way, Super Mario Brothers 2 is a fantastic game. And if you haven't finished it yet, uh, you absolutely should. So uh, anybody out there who's listening who has Nintendo Switch Online, you have this game and it's fantastic. And now that you've got the re rewind feature, there's no reason 
to to worry about it. Speaking of rewind features, you know, next week, next week, in two days, I think, uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses is coming out. And that game has a rewind feature as well. Uh, so if you've never played Fire Emblem games before, they have permadeath. Uh, so... You know, you, you've 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 got uh, a, an army of uh, people. One of your soldiers dies that has been with you since the beginning of the game, and one of two things will happen: uh, a, you will continue to play that character is now dead, and you will never be able to use them again; or b, you start the match over from the beginning, uh, and you like you quit out open up your last save and try again. And sometimes, oftentimes in previous Fire Emblem games, you'll be in a match for like 30 minutes, maybe more, uh, trying to figure out how to uh, best get through and accomplish your mission goals. And redoing a 30-minute mission because a character that you have had since the beginning of the game dies, that's a big ask for somebody who doesn't have a lot of time to play games. Uh, and, you know, I'm, t- I'm talking about me. You know, I don't have tons of time to play games. So when I do play games, I want to use that time the be- uh, you know, to my best ability. And, th- you know, the developers of Fire Emblem, they, they looked at this and they said, you know what? We're going to give them the ability to rewind, uh, you know, back as far as they want in a mission. It's, it is a resource that you have to spend. You can unlock this through various ways in the game. I don't know how yet. I just hope it's not microtransactions because that would be terrible. Um, that'd be like punishing people who are bad at the game. Um, but I'm going to use this feature. And I know that there's a lot of people like the Fire Emblem hardcore people out there who are like, uh, the game shouldn't include this. This is bad. Listen, just don't use the feature. If you don't use the feature, then the Fire Emblem game is going to be the same way that it's always been for you. It's going to be a turn-based tactical game with permadeath and really high difficulty. And if that's what you're looking for, just don't use the feature, but don't deride everybody who uses the feature to get the most enjoyment out of their game purchase uh, in the way that they want. Anyway, that's just how I feel about it. Uh, I do think that rewind features are great, and um, I may have scoffed at it, Leonard, because I just want SNES games, and that, that's really the only reason. All right, let's wrap up the show. Super Mario, one, two, and three. There's power in numbers. Nintendo, now you're playing with power. Each game sold separately. Become a part of the community over at runjumpstomp.com slash discord. You can watch the show live at twitch.tv slash runjumpstomp. You can get a hold of me through email, uh, runjumpstomp at gmail.com, or use the hashtag Nintendo Switchcraft. I am at runjumpstomp on Twitter. If you are looking for ways to support the show, you can head on over to runjumpstomp.com slash thank you. The aforementioned Etsy shop is linked there as well. And for more content like this, check out runjumpstomp.com slash shows. The music you're hearing right now is... This Cranaria Star Fox remix by Noteblock. Thank you guys for hanging out with me while I record the show uh, live chat. You guys are awesome. I'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye.